0: Welcome back to another episode of Casual Master Quest. this is episode 104. Uh, I'm your host for the episode, Nick, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Glenn and Tyler.
1: Hey, how are you? Uh, swell. Hi, Glenn, how are you doing today? Fantastic. I had Pop-Tarts what? and microwaved burritos.
0: What, what kind of Pop-Tarts? Uh,
1: s'mores. Kind of oh,
0: okay. Bean wow, s'more burritos, bean. Bean. delicious. I'm not about to enter the whole, uh, Pop-Tart debate because I've... Only ever had a pop tart once, and that was like almost a decade ago,
2: if not more. So, but no, I haven't had a pop tart in a very long time. It's uh, the only thing f- that I eat that is a snack food. So, <laughs> it's I guess it is considered a snack food, considering it's basically a sugar-coated pastry at that mm-hmm. point. Is it a breakfast
0: yeah. food though? Because yeah, the toaster
2: I- idea—it's
1: it. called a toaster pastry—is what it's called. Right? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Either put so them in the toaster pastry, oven or like in a toaster, yeah. But I don't eat I don't like, even heat them up. I'm a monster. Some people hate that. I
2: mean, nothing wrong with that. Like, the idea that you can get it and just eat it plain or with, preferably with milk, in my opinion, mm. it's a great food. And aren't you like at the same intolerant time, thoughts? it's, a, I mean, we're going to ignore that fact because sometimes you got to make sacrifices to do the things you love, you know? And even though Pop-Tarts are America's bastardization of, you know, breakfast foods in general, it still seems like it is a good meal. But the way it's then, it, you know, the idea that, you know, just because it goes into the toaster and makes it a breakfast you can eat a, a pop-tart anytime you want to uh me personally i like the brown sugar and cinnamon you said you like the s'mores version glenn that's what i had today
1: i actually i really do love brown sugar and cinnamon it's just they have these really giant packs of them and i'm a big fan of finishing something before you start on something else and so i got one of the family sizes because it was on sale about five or six months ago And then that put me off to them because this batch was particularly dry and the frosting covered like 50% of the top of it. So there wasn't much filling. There was very little frosting, super dry, but I'm not going to throw it away. So I got sad. But then the s'mores ones are actually made with like graham cracker flavored bread. Um, And so they tend to be a little more moist and uh, easy to eat. Moist.
2: <laughs> um I will say if,
0: do you guys like watching like do you guys like cooking videos
1: or cooking shows
2: No, no they're Ooh. I mean I like one They're not to my taste but yeah. they're something for somebody
1: I like one there's one called uh
2: Oh man what's it called
1: There's a reason why I don't remember it and it's because it's about people using marijuana in cooking and uh, whenever I watch yeah. it I tend to also be baked So Oh okay. uh, man, pot yeah and so it's a, it's a wonderful show and the, the, but they talk about you know how much CBD or THC they're putting in and how they're working it into the recipe right um and it just makes me really hungry but i do love the show it's very see
0: i can kind of understand why cooking shows would make people hungry like like honestly most of the people my friends are like i can't watch cooking shows because they make me hungry but i'm like but how can you not watch people make art like that that's just a me thing like i love cooking shows not i'm not talking about competitive ones more so the documentary ones like chef's table on netflix chef's table like maybe watch it after you've just eaten or while you're eating something because the film right. the cinematography the the art direction of each and every episode is tailored to the chef they focus on so what they do I'm is they follow watering. these chefs they <laughs> they follow these chefs around and they're like alright tell me about your life how did cooking come about for you why do you cook the way you cook what are you trying to do with your food um but the reason I bought all of this up was because uh there's a, sh- a channel called Bon Appetit um and bone they- apetit Yep. Bone Ape Tit, and they do a series called uh, <laughs> Bone at
2: t- the Teeth. Yes,
0: um, gourmet remakes. Basically, one of their uh, producers, video producers, Claire Saffitz, she uh, does gourmet remakes of um, of popular snacks and things like that. So one of the episodes was on Pop Tarts, and so she showed, like, she went through the recipe on how to make Pop Tarts um, from scratch, but gourmet and better. And then she did another version, especially now, uh, given the COVID and they're all quarantined and they have to work from home she showed one she showed a version where you could that should be feasible to make from home um so if you really wanted to make your own pop tarts it like she even goes through the basics of how to make jam and things like that like you could try and make your own pop tarts and so she's done oreos uh i think she's done reese's uh peanut butter cups she's done ben and jerry's ice cream uh like trying to break down that process to recreate her own ice cream uh andy's mints uh girl scout cookies um, and it's like the Bon Appetit Test Kitchen has some of the best for you. Anyways, that's, I just, I love cooking shows because for me, and I, I know I'm getting a bit long-winded here, but, and this is one thing I hope you guys can give me some exposure on, or maybe, like, shame me for it, which is fine. Either is fine, but I find people watching people make- I'm prepared make, to do both. I find watching people make bread very sensual, because- I'll give shit
2: only because I prefer doing it myself. I'm a hands-on kind of guy. I love making bread.
0: Like, watching people, like, work that shaggy mass of dough with all the right ingredients and put
2: all the love and need oh, yeah. effort
0: into it. And essentially not like I'm in a aroused way and I want to fuck that dough. No, it's just very, yeah, like, that smell of bread. a bakery voyeur. Yeah, like, just watching people make bread, seeing the bread rise, the time lapses, it's just very, like, it touches a part of me that... It's so like
2: light a candle that smells like freshly baked bread, and you're like, oh yeah. I want to say
0: more primal, maybe, it, because mm. it's really like playing off either watching somebody make the bread and go at it, and like really like work their way through it, or uh, just the smell of fresh bread. Mm. Mm. But that's, mm. that's you gotta be careful with certain, weirdness. with certain just,
2: cooking shows because you call it art, but for me, sometimes as a fat guy, it's almost like pornography. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's just well. You know, yeah, I love what you said, but you said "shaggy
1: mass of dew." Yeah, and that made me think of something else. So I was nice, like, <laughs> "You were like sensual, those. shaggy mass well, of dew," and I'm like. It's going from stick it like right
2: between these two giant <laughs> croissants. It's like going oh.
0: from that it's going from that ball like that shaggy mass of like flour and like clumps of like water and eggs or whatever and then eventually working that enough where it comes into this really smooth, supple, like workable dough that you can do so many different things with. Mm. Um possibilities. Mm. But
2: like I yeah, Glenn, can I may I give you a, a random suggestion that I have not tested before, but I hope you will and let me know the results. Get, uh, regular, maybe vanilla yogurt. You can go low-fat or whatnot. Uh, take the rest of your Pop-Tarts, throw it into a blender and mix it up and turn it into a Pop-Tart smoothie and you let me know what that's like. Think of it like a, uh, a bread pudding, if you will. Uh,
1: it's- I might have to do it with, like, a non-dairy yogurt. Because that's how I still enjoy cereal, with almond milk and stuff like that, since I'm yeah. stupidly lactose intolerant. So you
0: could do, you could do almond milk and you could also do a dairy-free ice cream. No, I-
1: yeah, but then, or or I can just suck it up. And there's a uh, a lactaid oh pill that you can take that that allows your stomach to process dairy for up to yeah, like 30, but so you can eat for 30 minutes. So that's whenever I have pizza, that's what I do. I just have like a couple tablets.
2: Minds me you of know, the guy or the story, you know, the kid at high school when not finally wanted to try pizza or something like that. So he took his fucking pen and's like, all right, let's get that slice, and just stabs himself <laughs> with the fucking pen or whatever. <laughs> so.
0: Moving on from from lactose intolerance and food, Tyler, how's your week been? It's been okay. Okay, Glenn, how's your week been? I'm kidding. It's Tyler. been What's just what with
2: your week. <laughs> you too, Glenn. Honestly, we have so much in common. Okay. I really, really love it. A <laughs> K. So this week, I actually have been uh, prepping up for a two-year anniversary because uh, on the twenty-third. Or this Wednesday it's gonna be marking my second marriage anniversary with the little wife you poo. Uh so I've been panicking and buying random things including this random box that has been sitting next to me it's great when you have such deep thoughts on the gifts to your wife that you have a box next to you, you have no idea what the fuck's in it uh, but at the same time uh, you know I told the wife is like hey don't look at the Amazon order list because those are anniversary gifts and she's like oh shit I'm <laughs> like, no. She's like, I swore, I told people, I, I, I remembered. But we didn't know what the hell to get each other. So apparently, uh, there's uh, this, you know, corny, probably some bullshit, uh, sorry, <clears throat> uh, less than savory, since I'm trying to be positive, uh, guide from a commercial industry to say, hey, these are the things that you should get for your first year, your second year, your third year. Oh, yeah. Apparently, the first year, the gift is supposed to be traditionally paper based. And the second one is supposed to be cotton-based. So, and I hope she doesn't hear this, I bought her a nice 300 pack of Q-tips. And so far, I've been building off of that. Q-tips are useful. They're very useful. Have you gotten a yeast infection? Those things are awful. I can't say that I have. That no I idea have. if Q-tips are good. Yeah, I've never had one myself. <laughs> I have no idea if Q-tips are good for yeast infections. I don't either. I doubt it. <laughs> I, I doubt it. Also I doubt it. I guess for your ears, too.
0: Yeah, I doubt that They're Q-tips like- would be effective in treating a yeast infection. And my sister can confirm in chat that they are not. Hmm, hmm.
2: I should have gone for the toilet brush then. Oh, well okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, I've been, uh, oh, good for cleaning weapons and vape rigs. Big brain they right are. there. They are indeed. So, yeah, uh, I've been uh, looking at getting her a uh, couple of cotton based gifts alongside some other stuff, and we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, it's my two year anniversary. Happy Congratulations. anniversary. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. What day was yeah. that?
0: Twenty-third to uh, Tyler and, 23rd. and Amanda. Nice, yay! Two years. What's the total? What the uh, so? What's the total on your relationship so, then?
2: Uh, you know what? I think we brought it up to a solid thirty-nine ninety-nine, excluding tax and all that. But uh, hopefully, I get a couple. Of, oh, you mean in years? Uh, that's a very good question. I believe we met in two thousand. Oh boy, I better not get this one wrong. Uh, to cover your years. Eleven. So, we're pushing about eight, nine years. That's awesome. Yeah, I think so too. So far, doing great. You know, if there's one thing I'm happy of, is we in fact have a doghouse that is still unused because I haven't gotten sent there yet.
0: And Louis would not
2: use it. Uh, Louis won't use it because he's convinced there's always going to be a raccoon in there. So, uh, That's fair. You know, he always thinks there's uh, going to be a raccoon. And so it's like, he's convinced, you know, it's like, I can't go in there. They'll charge me rent. <laughs> Um, what well, about you glenn uh how long have you been uh with uh sarah uh
1: in october it'll be five years we'll be married Yay. five years um and and, 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 nice. and we and have to get your, something made your wedding in each right? other <laughs> yeah
2: oh yeah. get a birdhouse i i heard they love birdhouses <laughs> i don't know who they is <laughs> i
1: was like who bird enthusiasts yeah totally i
0: think i think i um, was going for bitches love birdhouses but
2: didn't, oh, you know, oh. I would never say that. That's <laughs> incorrect and very, very rude, Nick. Honestly, I, I think more highly of Sarah than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, for example, there, there, you could put a camera on the birdhouse. Like, for example, I got to watch a fun video of, like, sweet, innocent peregrine falcons and all that stuff. And then uh, they attract other types of birds, like the uh, the great horned owl that came in and swooped in and took the uh, peregrine falcons' children away to eat them. Uh, very, very interesting. That happened? Yes that happens uh, unfortunately uh, for the peregrine falcons uh, owls are uh, nocturnal hunters and they will yeah. go for prey at night
1: and say peregrine falcons the fastest bird in the world right
2: yeah but hard to do that when you are trying to sleep and they' they're, they're
0: um, I believe their feathers are hollow that helps them not make as much noise uh, when they're flying which is why they're able to be so sneaky I could be misremembering that fact but I do remember that owls have hollow feathers like the stems. Hmm. Oh, really? I thought all feathers were hollow. Maybe that's the case, and I don't know what I'm talking about, which is also
2: very likely. I mean, birds, like, especially in the wings and whatnot, they are hollow, but maybe they're especially hollow? Question mark? (laughs) Super hollow. Oh, no,
1: sorry. All birds have hollow bones. That's what it is. Hollow bones. How are
0: all owls so quiet when they fly? Because I need to confirm my own lack of knowledge. Altering air turbulence and absorbing noise. That's, their spe- that's what their feathers do. Hmm. They, uh, s- owls are actual windbenders.
2: That makes sense. I mean, they, they gotta be stealthy, especially at nighttime, where creatures that are you know uh, typically blind to the the night, but they have to have sensitive hearing. Like, if they hear any kind of sound above them, they're gonna scatter, so the idea that a you know, owl can do that would make right. sense.
1: Glenn, how's uh, your week been? It's been good. Um, just, uh... I went yesterday and finally got some of these Collector's Magic the Gathering packs from the Ikoria set uh, that is just about to cycle over because uh, the 2021 set's about to come out, interestingly enough, or at least they announced it. I don't know. It's about to cycle out, but it's out of print now. Um, And I don't know if you guys know this, but there was a Godzilla crossover for this set, basically. Nani. Like are we talking about the recent
0: uh, reboot to the franchise? Like with the with that kind of crossover or Godzilla in general?
1: Oh well, no, they added Godzilla to the Magic the Gathering Universe.
0: Oh, okay. Uh well so Victoria. I mean more like are they basing it off artwork from the newer movies
1: or they they've been working
0: um, with like maybe the creators or whatever, just like in general.
1: I don't know if okay. the art has any specific direction. Okay. Um, but I do know that it is um it's all I, I don't know. They actually had one card that's been getting a lot of attention because, like, they designed all this, like, probably over right. a year ago, and one of the ones that they have <laughs> is Space Godzilla Death Corona, and, uh, the Foresight couldn't have been any more interesting, so, right.
0: um, <laughs> The only reason I asked is because, uh, and- also, what you said made sense. The only reason I asked was because, um, I'm just wondering if it's like some sort of marketing, not stint, I would say, but marketing mashup, but then because they're I coming don't... out now, um, or like they're coming out, they've come out recently in the last Godzilla movie it was, I think, 2018. It's a little bit too late for yeah. that. So I, I was just mm. curious because I love the n- newer Godzilla movies. It might not be yeah. the greatest, but they're just fucking fantastic to watch.
1: Yeah. But like King Ghidorah is in there. Space Godzilla, yeah. they have, uh, Mothra is in there. Um, nice. So yeah, it's King Caesar is also there. So like these collector packs, cause they, these really cool alternate art cards have a chance of dropping in any one
2: okay. of the
1: normal packs, but the collector's packs are guaranteed at least one. Um, so like they're, they're pricey, uh, right. mostly because a lot of them are alternate art. So they're full coverage, alternate art, um... The interesting thing, too, is that they decided to start working in, um, some older collectors or commander's cards, commander cards into these boxes. So they are, it is a, a standard set, but they worked in commander cards to these boxes. So there's like four different, I don't know. I love watching the market of collectibles, and this is one that's going to be really interesting to watch long-term, but I had to get a couple for myself just to be able to see it. Some of the artwork is vastly non wizards of the coast magic magic gathering either it's very different it's almost comic book style like 90s x-men sort of stuff but either way that was really cool to see a couple of those because i've been watching a youtube channel where he opens some like he's he has a patreon and then he sells packs to his patreon subscribers and then opens nice. them on stream and so they get to see their packs opened on stream or on, on uh on youtube in videos um, and I was just like, man, I gotta get me a couple of those packs and they were normally magic. The gathering runs about for a standard sets is $4 a pack. These were at the store. I went to $25 a pack, so that's hmm. a big jump. Yeah. But just I mean, to, uh, you're guaranteed like five or six rares. Right. Everything's foil. You get commander cards, you are getting alternate arts. It's crazy. So the value's there.
2: But just uh confirm what you're asking earlier nick uh the company that teamed up with wizards of the coast is called toho corporation uh the people that i believe currently have the rights uh to any godzilla like uh, okay. media and whatnot okay so uh, it, it is
0: a it, co- collaboration between companies but not yeah. tied to the current franchise of movies okay yeah no i well, knew it was an the, official
1: crossover but i didn't know if it was tied to like their new universe or anything like that so
2: the uh synonymic films uh, godzilla and Godzilla Kingdom of the Monsters uh, was produced uh, by Legendary Pictures, uh, and then they worked in conjunction with Warner Bros. as well as Toho. So technically, yes, but that's a 2018-2019 film. This obviously is here today. Right, right. Uh, if they, a, As you said, if they did do it as a way to promote the movies, they were really late on it. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. it's something separate at this point. I right. think
1: it's just trying to promote, you know, I think it's probably the Godzilla folks trying to use magic to promote their brand to a larger audience that may not have reached them as much. And it's a way to get, you know, so Godzilla fans will start collecting magic and magic fans may start watching Godzilla and just vice versa. Right, because uh,
0: Godzilla is one of those older um, older franchises, you know, much like Dragon Ball, except that it didn't retain its momentum. Yeah. Mm. Um, The best Godzilla movie, despite the questionable graphics, but good for the time will always be the one with Matthew Broderick. Um, where it's set in New York and like Godzilla's is rampaging. I've, I wore down that VHS. Like I watched it over and over and over and over again. It's just such a good movie
2: it's bewildering to me that you say that and I agree with you first off, but uh, just so you know, that movie, like, bombed hard. Uh, oh, I know. Like
0: I know. Like, when, the, I, when I got a little older, I well, was looking like, oh, what's the general consensus on this movie? Nobody really liked it, but then for some reason, like, I really love it. And I don't know if that's just nostalgia goggles. Too. But uh, I could go back and watch it still, again.
2: It was, I mean, yeah, I looking computers. at it, it had, a, it had a budget of 125 mil. Uh, it grossed, uh, 379 mils, so it was still a, a success, It was commercial but...
0: success, but re- the reviews weren't so great. Yeah.
2: Right. I,
1: I wasn't a huge fan of the Godzilla design after seeing stuff later, too, personally, but- I like the current
0: look, because he's chonky. I like he's the chonky, chonky better, yeah. Yeah, he's chonky, and he looks like he will fuck you up. Because I, the one from the Matthew Broderick movie is very it's dinosaur-esque. Like yeah. Yeah. Which, like, T-Rex-esque,
1: T-Rex-esque, which is not my this favorite is, design for it. It's Matthew McConaughey compared to Dave Bautista. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is still in good shape, but he's not Dave Bautista, yeah, who's no. just like... Yeah, imagine putting Matthew McConaughey as, uh, what,
2: Drax the Destroyer? No.
0: Drax the yeah. <laughs> uh, <yes. laughs>
2: So, speaking of movies that, uh, may or may not have bombed, uh... I did get to watch... uh, I I finished Ready Player One, the book. Oh, yeah? And I started to watch the movie. Oh, yeah? And uh, boy, do I have thoughts. (laughs) Uh, Glenn, first off, I want to say you look well-rested and ready to defend any honor there might be thrown on the table in case there's (laughs) any white gloves tossed to the ground. Uh, So feel free to get any pairs of gloves at the ready. Okay. Uh, When I finished Ready Player One, I thought, again... It was an excellent book, and honestly, uh, I there was a couple of times. You know, I don't. Is it worth uh, talking about it to a point that it might be considered spoiler detail? I guess, or I mean, like, it's been I, out since like two thousand eleven.
0: I will make a personal request because I've not seen or
2: read. Okay, well, okay. Uh, in the book, then uh, no. Okay, I, I'll keep it somewhat vague. Uh, there's like a section in like the part two where it's kind of like, oh woe is me, a little bit here that felt like uh, it was starting to head back into the whole thing I complained about initially, where this guy's pretty much a self-serving D-bag about his own knowledge. But uh, it was very light, and uh, it pushed past that. And for the most part, it was pretty fucking good. Uh, You're
1: talking about the movie now? Honestly,
2: no, the book for sure. Oh, okay. Uh, The movie I have... We need to talk. Uh movie i didn't even finish like i was so fucking mad <laughs> <laughs> okay like enough that i wanted a fucking refund like i feel like uh if i've read the ready player one book and then went to see the movie in the theaters i would have fucking walked out i almost did I, <laughs> like i would be so pissed because I, you got to understand the book the audiobook is 15 hours long uh so you know 579 pages it's a big ass book uh and the movie, you know, it's only two hours and 15 minutes, if I remember correctly. So it's like they got to compact, you know, seven to one, if not more, all the details to make sure things move as smoothly as possible. But honestly, it feels like whoever made the fucking movie kept like maybe 20% of the details and said, eh, we'll fucking throw Tracer and We're good. And uh, that's pretty much it. Like, th- it was so bewildering. them, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that character's origin story. Oh, you want it? you want to chop out everything that they talked about in Artemis and just make her some edgy teen lord? Sure. and Like, it was just bewildering to me. Like, they completely revamped, like, the, how the channel system was going on. Uh, it just felt like it was an action movie where it's, like, <laughs> where they should have said, based loosely off the hit book, Ready yeah. Player One. And That's and one it thing was so I,
1: I thought about after I saw it was... If you haven't read the book, you will enjoy the movie. If you have read the book, you will be frustrated by the movie. It's all and... like Harry Potter. Uh, uh not Harry as Potter much hit. for me. Hit. I think Harry no, Potter had some of the movies more... were
0: pretty okay. Like, some they, of them they were pretty okay, but... Much. yeah, I'm like, just sad they that didn't cut out a wasn't lot. in any of the movies. Who? Peeves the Poltergeist. Peeves the Poltergeist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, There's
1: definitely some to, like... pieces, but like they definitely had less time than Harry Potter. You know, Harry
2: Potter had eight movies,
1: you know? So...
2: When it came to, like, even the first Harry Potter, you know, their first shot at it and all that stuff with Warner, uh, it felt like if there was ten bells, they hit at least eight, if not nine of them on, yeah. like, most story details. Uh It felt like they rang, like, two. And third, just to make you feel like you remind you, oh, shit, this is actually this part is of the book. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it's just bizarre because I kept watching more and more details, like H, for example, uh the beginning of the character, you know, When they describe the character, it's like, yeah, pretty cool guy, does great in PvP, and it's like, why does he look like fucking drax, like on crack cocaine? You know, crack cocaine, and it's like, okay, yeah, they wanted to make her cool and or him cool, and uh, like they were trying to (laughs) uh, repurpose the character of Iroh, someone who was basically a person who had very little detail in the book, but like, oh yeah, we're gonna turn them very important, I guess? Question mark, and it's just, it was weird i wonder
0: Five. if uh mind you I have no knowledge of either the book or the film like in gen like in any kind of detail anyways but i wonder if they had to do things to the film to make it more appealing to the kind of audience that they're trying to att- uh, attract because you're looking at uh, well uh, so where i'm going with that is you're looking at like younger people maybe more gamers and so between 2011 and 2018 a lot would have changed in terms of video games and so I wonder if yeah. when they were producing it they're like we have to add in some relevant characters to make it feel like we need to draw I, in a crowd. I
1: don't I, I don't, I don't think that because... I don't think that was I think I don't think you're wrong. I just think that the point of the book was always that it was about 80s pop culture. So like right no matter what had come after it and they do they do throw nods and tracers one I think there's a couple other characters you'll recognize that are just kind of thrown in you're like oh oh oh, oh. Right. one of them actually maybe go just like, like I was so happy because it made sense that it was included, you know. Um, and so I, you're not wrong. I just have to. If I watch the movie, I have to watch it from the perspective of somebody who ha- I had to force a perspective almost, because by itself, it's not a bad movie. But if you but compares it to the you, source material and comparison, yeah. yeah, it's not. E- and it's not even comparison. It's just so different from the source material that it's all. It's like Tyler said; they just left out a lot. It it's like, like the you know? Full Metal Alchemist
0: manga and the Full Metal Alchemist anime, the first one. It's kind of like yes. uh, is that yeah, is yeah, that I a fair parallel? Could, a little bit, uh, yeah. Right, it's because a weird analogy, not bad. But I'm full of just weird because you have so Full Metal Alchemist, I'll let it slide. Full Metal Alchemist, the anime. Full Metal Alchemist, the manga. Full Metal Alchemist, Brotherhood, the actual good yep. anime.
2: Yeah. To your point that you made, Nick, about like trying to reach a further audience, the book was. F- It's ironic because the book is set in like 2044 or some shit, but a hundred percent, not even 90% or whatnot, a hundred percent of anything that involves like this book was hard set into the eighties. Like, uh, any, like outside the game, everything's futuristic and whatnot because, you know, it's in the 2040s, but when it came to like anything that was game related, eighties, every single time, like I, I, don't you think there's anything mentioned of the 90s, even like there's a couple of, or like late 70s. Like, on well, I mean, once that's a cult-
1: that's a culture created by the 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 race for the, the keys themselves, though. Like, that there's a reason for that, you know.
2: I mean, that to me makes True. sense, but and. Because of that, when they switch over to the focus on the movie and they start to include characters and whatnot from, you know, uh, early odds, the teens, you know, a, a game for, you know, Overwatch and whatnot, it felt almost surreal at that point. It's like, yeah, I guess okay. I,
0: I will. I will ask you this, though. Was there a Fortnite yeah. reference I don't in the think movie?
2: So. I'm trying to remember. Uh, shit. I'm hoping it was from something else. Because if
0: Should've...
1: not, I'm willing to watch it. <laughs> I don't think. And honestly, I would watch the movie first. Yeah. Like, get the yeah. general oh, story. Yeah. Get the general story and, like, the visuals of some of the things so you can kind of start filling that in for yourself once you start listening to the audiobook or reading the book yourself. And then you'll get, like, the more in-depth thing. And, right. I don't know. It. I wish I would have done it that way because it would have helped me. I was very mad the first time I watched it. I I can understand that. Just about, there's one big thing that's a humongous spoiler, and I can't say it, uh, that was just completely ignored, Um, so, in the movie, and so, but if you watch it, because I watched it expecting that to happen, this thing to happen, and it just didn't, just something completely different, but then when I watched it the second time, I was like, I'm gonna give it a second chance, I'll watch it again, and I'm just not like, is this objectively a an entertaining film that provides an accurate reference right. to pop culture and like nerd culture in general. And I feel like it does a good job of that. The graphics are pretty good. I enjoyed them. Um The, you know, and I feel like they did good job, you know, especially since the book was written in 2011 of kind of like adding in some of the more recent pop culture, you know, video game right. characters to that world, that virtual world. So, but Tyler, I'm glad you liked the book. I am glad you liked it. Despite his kind of like pompous douchebaggery at times
2: (laughs) i i mean will wheaton sold it pretty good the fact that there is a reference to will wheaton in this book too that you know will wheaton (laughs) is narrating to was just a little bizarre at this point okay (laughs) weird flex but okay uh (laughs) you recommended me a different book and i'm kind of upset because i don't think i can get into it uh it's the Book of the, I think he called it The King Killer. Yeah, King uh, Killer Chronicles. Chronicles. Uh, it's not that the story itself is you know questionable or, or whatnot, but I think the person that did the audiobook did it like uh in the late 90s or something like that. Uh. Like something felt off to where it was so compressed, I had trouble understanding what oh, they were talking no. about. Well, even and if you, when read you got, it,
1: like straight up yeah. read it if you can, like oh.
2: Like when you got a author, as you described, a wordsmith who is like doing like third levels of descriptions for something, and it, it sounds like you're talking like this all the time, where you're in the darkest <laughs> where they're having a drink, and it. it's like, what the fuck are they
0: saying? <laughs> I like Tyler. I don't know what you're expecting to, that to sound like when you just covered your mouth, but I actually couldn't fucking understand shit. <laughs>
2: no. I couldn't fucking understand either. Like, good point proven. <laughs> It, like it it's heavily compressed audio then unfortunately it probably got it was probably thrown on tape it yeah. might have been taped maybe cd era but it, like it unfortunately if i have to listen to it like that if we're got, you gotta understand that'll, that, that'll 500 to you. yeah 570 pages for ready player one or whatever 15 hours this first book is 25 hours yeah that's that's putting it around eight, nine hundred pages of literature that I would have to hear in like compressed format. And if I can find like maybe an updated version, but I that, I, I'm, so. I'm
1: going to make it my mission, too, because Patrick Rothfuss is amazing, and he's actually a part of one of the earliest D&D podcasts out there, which is called Acquisitions Incorporated, um, nice. which was an official Wizards one that run by Chris Perkins and uh, mm-hmm. a really funny guy named... Oh, my God! I can see his face. Scott Kurtz. And then there's another one who is running another thing. But either way, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful book. But I will warn you, if you do love yeah. it, eh? get ready to be frustrated. Uh, because Pat has been he wrote the Kingkiller Chronicles, which everyone thinks is a prequel to a future series, but Artemis Fall. Uh, <laughs> no. He wrote this book and then two or three years later he wrote A Wise Man's Fear. And it has been uh-huh. I think the a Wise Man's Fear came out in two thousand nine or ten or 11 or something but either way it's been pushing ah. a decade since he released the third in the trilogy of the king killer chronicles with no official release date yet in sight so that's the okay. worst part if about it, down to it is it. that you love it so much mm-hmm. that you're like fucking write the last book god damn it
2: <laughs> jokes on you loser i'll fucking fan fiction my way through it if i have to
0: that's like with the um aragon series uh
2: by christopher Palmi. oh that wonderful movie Dude, you gotta understand, uh, when- Nick, are you air- gonna murder me? I'm <laughs> <You're> so sorry. <laughs> so, wait, did I, I just be being thrown?
1: I'm just, I'm so sorry. I was joking. I know that that movie is not good. I know that it's not- <laughs> Len! It's the equivalent of the last
0: Airbender movie, which does not exist. Uh, we, uh, uh, the Indians have, uh, have, uh, disowned M. Night Shyamalan. For that Shyamalan, movie alone? For that movie alone. Um, okay. But no, with the Christopher, the, it's called the Inheritance Cycle, and when, uh, Christopher Paolini first set it out to be a trilogy. Um, and then when the third book came out, and everybody's reading it, and the way it ended, he's like, "Yeah, about that, it's gonna be. There's gonna be a fourth book. It's now, it's now gonna be four books. So you're gonna have to wait for a little bit. And we we're also because he'd been saying like it's gonna be three books. It's a trilogy. I wrote it as a trilogy. And then uh, when the third book was close release, uh, he's like nah it's gonna be there's gonna be a fourth book and the fourth book <laughs> i think it went from like 400 pages to like 500 pages to like 600 pages to like 800 pages and honestly like That's it is it's a lot of pages um yeah <laughs> uh, and amanda confirms that it is reserve abandonment uh, regarding uh m night Shyamalan. yeah is it so, really
1: shayamalan
0: i like let me pull up his name again i keep forgetting
1: you know, i was just last like if i've been saying his name wrong for my whole life it's uh shia so we americans just like bastardized his name and just started because i've oh, always man, heard never Shyamalan. That. that's what i've always oh heard no said.
0: no it, it could be like again i don't know i have to see what his um because a lot of it could also be based on which part of india he was born provinces um, provincial uh, states uh like States, pronounce- okay. because we have like a hundred something plus active languages so the accents and pronunciations. yeah like india has a history of two thousand languages but only about a hundred or so active so shamalan which yeah no shamalan
1: it's m9 so shamalan is like actually just kind of it's just close easier way yeah. to say it
0: yeah oh he's okay. born in, fair enough he's was i don't pondicherry. feel He okay he's born in pondicherry and what? they're a uh, used to be a french colony anyways
2: I sincerely hope you find this audiobook so I can learn to love it, get through all of it, and then find out that, you know, I'm still waiting for the final book. (laughs) Fun fact, and I've I've brought this up time and time again, Uh, there was a time where I was what they call a brony, Uh, a person who, you know, was like, yeah, I'm in contact with my masculinity, I'm not insecure about it, I like My Little Pony. And so, there was a time where, between season two and season three of My Little Pony, It was a very long time. It seemed like Hasbro was like, you know, let's, let's, let's rake in the money. We we can sit for a little bit and chill. Uh, And during that time where people wanted more and more content, there was a group of goons, including myself. It's like, well, let's make episodes by writing fan fiction. And I wrote a fanfiction that is somewhere between 4 and 500 pages long. Uh like there there is a couple out there that actually wrote even longer ones like the fucking New Testament to My Little Pony. I will with the power of Milwaukee's best 40s and a lot of nights write fanfiction if if I get fucking <sighs> cocked like that. Uh, <laughs> not to say I wouldn't because I'm trying to be positive and I'm sure I'll get released by the time I get to it.
0: Oh yeah. Um so anyways,
2: <laughs> yeah that's my review on ready player one um buck was so, great boobies oops not boobies and um, boobies are also great movies uh, can't yeah. confirm um
0: <laughs> w- uh, I, I had a whole conversation with a bunch of friends about how blood's in the air still <laughs> About how men write women's breasts and and like how they personify women's breasts in erotica when men are writing it her breasts wildly oscillating like wild like it just sounds like it sounds like off-brand hentai anyways um so a couple of I mean, not much. I'm still looking for work uh, in
2: terms of my week. The uh, shimmer with the physics, much like when the moon crosses the tides of the ocean.
0: Um, The big thing was it's uh, actually as we're recording, we're recording on a Saturday. If you're listening to this, it's on Monday if you're not listening live. Uh, so but as of right now after the recording, it's my sister's birthday. Uh, she is now 20. So happy birthday to my sister. Yay. She's off in Scotland spending her time in isolation, but she got some surprises from her friends. Happy birthday. And uh, I sent her a Switch, Switch light, so that should be there hopefully sometime soon.
2: Ah shit. Happy fucking birthday, sister! Yeah, I'm
0: turning her into a gamer girl. Um, beyond that, um, I mean, there's been a few, a few things that have been going on. I've been keeping up active with, uh, or trying to at least, with uh, global issues, uh, but something did break the waters recently in regards to the Destiny community, and I don't want to go on details because you can find much more information and more, and, and, um people who've articulated in much better ways that i can and also these are not my stories to tell so it's it should not be my place to repeat them necessarily i can point you in the right places but it came out recently that there is a notable content creator in the destiny community his name uh, fuck it his name is say rage um he has displayed predatory behavior against women uh lots of sexual harassment just lots of creepy stupid fucking dumb shit and all i want to say is if somebody says no for anything that's that should really be it. If some if you go to touch somebody because you just happen like your thing is you like to give people hugs and if you give somebody a hug or you try to and they say no, just back off. Just respect for their fucking space. They don't want to they don't want to touch you. It's nothing against you. Usually it's never it's nothing personal. It's just that's not what they like. They like their own space they like their boundaries respected so if somebody says no in any situation uh, it's, it's just fucking fucking listen it, you trying to convince somebody to do anything of any kind of sexual nature is essentially harassment and that violates the fact that they've said no so convincing somebody after pressuring them and harassing them is a violation in and of itself and it is not a victory as some people like to claim it is So don't, it literally takes more effort to be a piece of shit than it is to do nothing and mind your own business. (laughs) like, it's so easy to just avoid people and mind your own business. It takes no energy. If you see somebody who is attractive and you think that you can get with them, so to speak, quote unquote, and they've said no, it's so easy to just walk away. It takes so much more energy and patience and mental energy for like, no fucking reason for nothing that's productive to anybody to pursue that. So just... Walk away. And right now, with all these stories coming out, you can reach out to me uh, on Twitter or wherever um, else—like really, just anywhere else: uh, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, uh, LR11, LR the 11th—and I can point you in specific specific, uh, directions if you want to learn about more more what's going on. But um, this is not a time for you to uh, judge um, either side. First of all, um, just to speak more generally, because. Nobody knows the truth except for the people involved, but it is also not our place to deny or invalidate other people's experiences or to not give them a space or time to let them speak their part. So if you see somebody claiming something, just shut the fuck up and listen or ignore it. If it's not something you want to involve yourself in or you want to step up, just don't. Just back away and just wait until further shit comes to light because, uh- Hell yeah! I, you know if somebody's saying something something is wrong in general like something has to be going on nobody's cloud chasing we're all people just respect each other be nice don't be a douchebag that's 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 really up
2: Nick I love you non-physically
0: I appreciate that you respected my uh, boundary on that especially cuz we're social distancing right now so I love you too <laughs> But yeah uh, like just Oh man just how hard I is it to not be in this friend zone away? I'm in How hard is it to not be a shitbag like I will never understand that um but then We also have to meet the people who have been done fucked up shit with compassion, which is a greater strength than they will ever have, because everybody- uh, not fuck that second chance is bullshit, it's just everybody needs a place to understand where and why they did things and where they came from, but still, fuck people who do shitty things, no means no. Uh,
2: beyond that, we are a video game podcast. Holy shit! No- let me- give me a second, I need to check. Tap, 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 tap! Holy fuck, we are! We are indeed a
0: video game podcast, and I think we'll leave- the big one for the end because mm-hmm. i i have a lot which to one's say. the big one um the the one we've all played yeah all okay. of us played it. yeah yeah um and so i but i will lead off with something else which we can hopefully get through teamfight tactics yeah um
1: i hate yeah. when you set. oh um, what <laughs> okay why why so glenn Hot i takes. can't fucking win there's there's no i've i've dropped a fucking bronze from gold in one set Because I've won one game in the last month. And now I know a lot of that's not the new set, but like the last two weeks have just been sixth place or lower finishes constantly. Doesn't matter how well I'm doing early. I was on a 16 game win streak and got sixth place. I can't win with this new set. It's just, it's, I don't know what it is. I I don't don't, know what it
0: is. I don't play in... Like, I haven't played enough between this set and the last set or the previous sets, but I feel like they've upped the amount of damage you take when you lose.
1: Well, hi, yeah, the later the game goes, that's true, for sure. Um, I, I mean, even like on, round two or three, stupid. like, but and that really?
0: could just be me or maybe not remembering how it was initially. But what what have maybe. you been running that's causing you trouble or like you're able to win Nothing. fine and then I, you just fucking tank?
1: Well, because some of my favorite people to watch are tft and league streamers um and so i don't usually i'm not able to (laughs) they're usually streaming at weird times so i don't watch their streams but i'll watch their vods on youtube right um so i watch skara and disguised toast and i i mimic their comps because they are smart and they know better than me and i will consistently lose with the exact same items and optimization as them against similar competition i don't know what it is i even position similarly and they're just like yeah look at me just wreck people with this crazy thing and i'm like yeah i did that exact same one and i got an eighth place like i don't i don't know how you're winning in fucking like challenger with that i'm right. losing in bronze with it like so
2: it's weird because i'm trying to be a more positive person so i won't say glenn maybe you just uh, are bad at the game and <laughs> you need to get good just get good but uh in the more positive light get good glenn it is unfortunate that the meta, meta has changed that it has yeah. given you such a disturbing challenge uh, yeah. you know, to something that you loved and you completely were good at dominating it, and it will take some time.
1: I was okay, I'll say. I, I you know, gold is respectable. Thank you for that compliment, Tyler. I won't do, degrade the, the
2: compliment. I
1: just, I, I, it's probably just that. I need to spend more time playing it rather than watching people play it and get a better feel for it, so... Um, they I took mean, away all the girls. Sorry, Lux is s- gone. S- misfortune's gone. Ugh. No! To, to just quickly sidetrack. Glenn, we've got some interest what? in the chat. Um, you, were, I,
0: you, were in, you were in the
2: football <laughs> team, correct?
1: I was on what? You were on the football team, right? For uh, your college? Uh, no. No, I... Oh, sorry. Yes, I played soccer for my college team. Yes.
0: No, I thought you were like, like an actual football player.
1: I did. I played football for 7 years, but when I got to college I actually played soccer because we did Okay, have so a it was high school team. And yeah, what and position I, and were you? you said football? I was an outside midfielder.
0: All right, there you go, Chad. Uh, outside midfielder. Uh, because they were saying uh, Dito specifically is like Glenn looks like a bro, bro, you know? And I'm like, yeah, he was probably
1: <laughs> like he 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 was he was a jock. I was a little bit, but I also yeah. like but not was, like a doocy. I was the guy yeah, no. In high school and college, oh, I, was, no, I, was in, I was in I was in Fellowship of Christian Athletes, but I was also in Gay Straight Alliance. I was also in Stuco, but I also did Black Student Union. You know, like I did a little bit of. I did theater, right. choir, football, just so, basically can't confirm, everything. So can
0: confirm, Chad Glenn is the cool kid. <laughs> he <laughs>
1: well, was. I the didn't cool know kid I was cool not, until not cool after anymore. I got out of high school. <laughs> <laughs> I met up with friends like like when my friends would come back to home to like right. to town during the holidays and be like what's up it's so good to see you they're like oh my god we were so you were so cool and like girls were like i had such a crush on you and i'm like what i had why no did you idea tell me you guys why are you telling me now cool? tell yeah. me when you actually had the crush because then we could act on it yeah. i'm married yeah. now well i couldn't even then though cuz i dated a girl for 3 years <laughs> oh, in I high see. school and so like that's another <laughs> thing when i have a kid i'm going to be like don't don't date one girl just date around man just be a high schooler have girlfriends
0: Hell yeah. Um, so Multiple. going back to Teamfight
2: Tactics. Um, At the same time.
0: Yeah. Um, I did say that I picked it up again. And for some reason. I Find a dog. I don't know why. I think it's because there's not. Pet the dog. A lot of shooters that are really holding my interest. That I'm like going back to TFT right now. Um, and in the time. Basically between this episode and the last episode. I won two games. My first ever two oh, wins. Nice. Um, nice.
2: Um, sorry, let's think of the audio. Both Cats. of them
0: were Thank you. Both of them were Blade
1: Masters. Chrono blade Masters. Guaranteed
2: No. It.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, it was Gold Blade Masters, Bronze Chrono and Bronze uh, Celestial.
1: Okay. Um sure. Because yeah, a little, that sounds because, like a great team yeah, comp. You slap them harder, you proc Blade Master and Chrono and Celestial more often, so they just stay alive and hit the shit out of things.
0: Yeah, and because I like I even when I first loaded up the game, uh I was always like, I just like swords. Swords are skull. So, like. Oh and dude, uh what's her name? Riven? Riven is fucking nuts.
2: Busted. Riven is yeah.
0: is stupid. Um but yeah. um Like Chrono, like they buffed Chrono because the first level it's only like every eight seconds. Mm -hmm. The second level is every three point five seconds. The third level is every one point two five. The fourth level is every zero point eight. They get a buff to their attack speed.
1: Yeah, but most people don't going eight. Nobody's gonna. Yeah, nobody's nobody's really 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 gonna get up to four or six. Yes. Um, but Mech got buffed.
0: Yeah, like I was trying to experiment, and like it just so happened I played one game last night that I got um all the Mechs pretty early on. I think by stage two. So I'm like, what? Yeah, I I got really lucky. I got good RNG. Got because, a fizz that early? Nice. Um, I think he dropped. He was on the carousel, and nobody picked him up. Um, Hell yeah! And so I'm like, uh, like I already have Annie and Rumble, so I'll just put them together. I and also kind of, I kind of just a little bit because of my disdain for League. I kind of hate that I'm remembering all these names. But anyways. <laughs> um, I'm try- I'm trying to experiment with the comps a little bit because going to this set, my first initial like comp was Star Guardian, uh, uh, sorcerer. sorcerer? Yeah. Because I like pretty anime girls. Like, I'm not even trying to yeah, look yeah. up like,
1: um, uh, like meta builds. Like, I just like pretty anime girls and I was like, oh, okay, I can actually, they're actually pretty fucking tanky. There's a really fun combo with mech with sorcerers. You can do mech, pirate, sorcerer, uh, demolitionist. Cause- I was- and then you do, a- hmm. add- and add a space pirate in there too. So you, it's you get Demolitionist from Gangplank late game?
0: Right, right, right. I was uh, running last night. I was running uh Battlecast, Mech, and Sorcerer because I had Soraka, Victor, nice. and somebody else on my team. I think it was Cass. Oh, yeah. Um oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm just having fun. Like, right now, like, I got those wins and I want to win more. But I also want to, like, experiment with team comps. <laughs> more bits and find something because... Tyler's mentioned this before too like I'm making off meta things work for me somehow mostly because I'm just going in there I'm not like thinking too hard about it and I'm just like oh this Mm -hmm. looks good let's just stack these people together and now because I'm understanding I think I'm getting overwhelmed with the information and trying to like make a like plan and like actually try to win so I'm trying to cut that back and I'm just trying to experiment with different um uh, traits and uh, classes, or whatever you call them, whatever they're called, and um, I think I did a brawler rebel one that didn't work out very well because Malphite oh, no. is good early game, but then Malphite gets destroyed late game unless yeah. like you can buff him, like get him the right items, and even the items. Yeah, I there's downloaded... no
1: backline with that comp.
0: No, and Except the items... maybe a
1: soul, maybe.
0: I downloaded TF Tactics from Overwolf to so that I can. <laughs> figure out the item combinations easily because there's no fucking way I'm gonna remember all of, like, that <laughs> whole list. Um, when they change. And they also space. change, yeah. And what's nice is because when you put them on, it'll show the recommended items for that character. Um, uh, like oh, that's, on your thing. that's useful. So that's been useful for me because if I have somebody, even if it's not, even if I'm losing like, I'm, and I had the items, I'm like let's try this item and it's worked out sometimes. But I will say, my favorite character so far is uh, Yi. Master Yi. If you get him with the right items, he RFC? He just he, he, he cuts through everything he? because he he deals true damage. Yeah. And like you, you can-ye
1: RFC, so he attacks from far away, so he's not in melee range. And then you give him Shojin and Rage Blade, so he attacks faster, and then you do Blade Master Chrono. So he's procking his Blade Master from far away, healing. Shoujin makes him proc his healing ability that much faster. It just compounds, it's disgusting. That was actually one of the comps Scara ran recently, and I ran and lost with it. (laughs) Yeah, um, and it's weird because
0: I didn't maybe realize when I first started playing TFT that there were different universes that you all start off in, Um, and for like four games in a row, I'm not kidding, it was a little annoying, but also kind of fun. I started off with the Star Carousel universe, where levels one, two, and three are already two-starred. Yeah, yeah, that's Um, cool so that i think i had one of my victories on one of those games uh, and the other one i was just kind of like trying to just fucking play around and i just ended up winning somehow um but <laughs> i am noticing because a tf tactics will also give you a overlay when you're loading in on what the average rank of the lobby is oh and so i'm going up against irons pretty consistently really and so hmm. i don't know if that's good or not it's not good okay cool so i'm still trash. iron is the lowest <laughs> rank yeah
1: so you're still you're still working your way in for sure
0: um but I, I it, uh, there's no inclination for me to even go ranked so I'm happy like staying unranked and playing because it's just fun and it's frustrating sometimes but like I'm still getting a better grasp of my economy now cuz I get too engrossed in like hitting that reroll button like I just love spamming it for whatever reason cuz I get Dude, so focused on so one you character You love reroll galaxy. Um I've never played reroll galaxy.
1: It gives you a free reroll every round. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah so it'll be like reroll and it says zero gold. And so you can just re-roll. re Galaxy is fire, man. It's great for early game comps uh, that focus on staying low level. So you can right. get, you can three-star like one and two-star champs.
0: Yeah, because it's it, like, it always works out that when, when you have the most, when you have level one uh, champions and you're looking to finally get that silver or gold star fiora or whatever i just will not find a fiora until like stage four the last fiora to get me my gold fiora anyways that's uh team fight text like for whatever reason it's pulling me in and i'm not fighting it <laughs> um but we'll go down the list before we talk about the big one uh tyler what have what have you been playing this week
2: you know that's a good question uh i've been playing uh right before i got to do this podcast uh I got to play a little bit of, uh, Last of Us Part 2. Nice. And, uh, only about two, two and a half hours in, uh, I've been kind of worried because, as I'm sure you can guess, uh, people have been wanting to do the whole, uh, like, nudging shoulders saying, yeah, uh, this kind of vibe from this game, am I right, guys? And it's like, don't tell me that. What are you talking about here? And, like, people are telling me, it's like, yeah, this game is really hard to play in today's climate and all that stuff. And it's, like, starting to freak me out. It's like, I'm waiting for weird and horrific shit to happen and well it's the last of us so you know you expect zombies and stuff so i'm like i I don't know what to expect but uh yeah about two three hours in and uh it's a game like (laughs) like it's weird because the first 10 15 minutes of the uh this game i was sitting there like i was immersed in like the story and the talk that's been going on and all of a sudden like it started panning out i am like oh shit, I start picking up the controller like, this is a game, I can't I can't just sit here and watch it, I actually gotta play it and <laughs> that part was really, really messing with me and, uh, been a couple of good moments Uh got to play as a bunch of different characters, uh, some new characters, uh, some old characters, and I haven't seen any crux of is that how you say that, crux? C-R-U-X? mhm uh, of, uh, what the story is beyond just like, yep, just, uh, live the life, and there are zombies and stuff, and I'm hoping to see, like, something happen with Ellie or Joel, I haven't gotten anything, like, further enough, far enough into this that, like, oh shit, something's happened yet, and so I'm curious to see how that pans out, but, uh, yeah, it feels like The Last of Us, except more of it, (laughs) pretty much, and so far, uh, it's been really synonymic. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm just worried about people, because... From everything I've been seeing just on the internet it's like understandably it's a game that's very story based but people are so focused on the gameplay and combat which to me I've never played the last of us I've never really watched gameplay but all I know about the last of us is that people love the story like they're really playing for the story and the first one didn't have the best gameplay in terms of combat but that wasn't the point of the game and so it's kind of the same thing now and they've kind of improved on it at least from what i've heard but it's still not enough and that's all people are some people are focused not all but some people like a minority are focusing so hard on the gameplay or the combat systems that they're just like this game is trash And then when it comes to the story, uh, like the story is probably the most divisive thing I've seen in terms of opinions. Some people fucking love it. Some people hate it. And what's really sad, like with all games, is that the people who hate it are telling the people who love it, A, you were either paid by Sony to be their shill, or B, you have trash taste, or C, go fuck yourself. My opinion's right. So if you're playing The Last of Us, if you don't like it and somebody's liking it, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Just again, I'm going to go back to my earliest, like if it's so easy
1: to not be a piece of shit. But I'm. I hope, I hope. I hope it
0: turns into something you enjoy, Tyler.
1: What is that? Opinions I'm, are like assholes. Everybody, everybody has, has one, and sometimes they're a little crappy. Uh,
2: <laughs> I mean, so far I haven't gotten far enough into it to where like I feel like I need to have a divisive statement. Uh, it feels like everything's been lukewarm so far in terms, like, I know if it's gonna be anything like the last of, uh, the previous last, and <laughs> the last Last of Us game, uh, <laughs> there's gonna be a moment where it's like an oh shit moment's gonna happen, it's gonna happen sooner or later, but I haven't hit that point, so it's like, yeah, doing okay, uh, had a couple good moments. The only thing that threw me off so far is in the very, very beginning, you get to encounter a puppy or a dog. And you, you walk up to the dog, you know, runs up to bark to you. And it's like, yeah, pet the dog. I'm like, yeah. Well, the dog's like 45 degrees, but when you go to do the animation, the dog like does this weird spacewalk level movement to where it rotates towards you across the dirt. I'm like, whoa, easy there, son. I know you're excited to be petted, but uh, I did make an animation here. I
0: did see a few, very few instances, maybe not of animation, but of more like, I mean, you could consider them animation, but. Uh, more things that don't make sense and I guess I could be vague about this because it's not a spoiler but there's a moment where somebody like you're out playing as X character and you jump uh, into like a little pool of water Uh, the cliffs maybe about 10-15 feet and somebody follows and you're like you're like about 20 feet away from that cliff initially somebody follows you whoever's traveling at that time jumps down the cliff you see them go into the water and within a second they pop up right next to you. So small things okay. like that—it just seemed weird. Like, sorry, I'm um, I scared, Nick. I was, I, like, I, 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 I was very careful with how I was wording things. I, I'm not. I fucking spoilers. I don't do spoilers. It's a big no, big no. No spoilers. I, I'm I'm innocent here. Like, seriously. I'm not. I'm not trying to. Like, that's why I picked that example. Because beyond the other ones, because that just seemed weird. That you just dove in there. And it's about 20 feet away. You're telling me in a second, like less than a second, you popped up right next to me. So I feel like there's some things that I've seen like that are a little Mm. bit off. But beyond that, like, it looks beautiful, the game. yeah.
2: A bunch
1: of the Critical Role cast members are voice actors on that project.
2: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, Mercer, Laura Bailey. um, Who else? Ashley Johnson.
2: I uh, got thrown off here because, uh, like, the interact button with every object in the game has been triangle. Except for climbing ropes, for some reason they like you want to open the door. Triangle. You want to pick an up. An item. Triangle. You want to do anything. Triangle. But then ropes are like, yeah, press X, press cross, and it's like, but, but fucking why? You had me do triangle for everything fucking else, and it's like, yeah, no, just press X, just this one thing for interaction. <laughs> it's like it, it, it didn't irk me. It just like it threw me off because I, pr- I was why? pressing triangle, and it's like. No, actually, you press X for that one. I'm like,
1: sure. Maybe at some point you're going to have to push both of them at the same time, so that's just...
2: Like, press X to climb rope, uh, press triangle <laughs> to do some kind of yeah, you know, do drop some kick on zombie yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. I guess I could see that. Yeah. Uh, Heavy romance vibes going on, like, very early in the game. Like, it turns into, like, uh, almost feels like it has some, like, a uh, team high school drama that starts. And I'm like, okay. Seems like, uh, you know... Usually when there's uh, two romancing lovers in a horror game or movie, usually it means they die. So I- I'm immediately scared of like, please just let love be pure. Don't do anything to these little angels here. Uh, and this happens in the first 10 minutes. Am I allowed to talk about something that has specific, but doesn't have story story details? Like, or should I just keep... I,
0: I personally, it's just, if any of you are playing The Last of Us 2 and you have started it, Great. If not, skip forward maybe about five minutes.
1: Just to be safe.
2: So the way they help you remember how to uh, aim and shoot and stuff is a snowball fight. And so it's you and uh, somebody else versus a bunch of uh, shitty-ass ten-year-olds. And so I had such good satisfaction scooping up a snowball and just nailing the fuck out of a kid with this thing. And, and, like, there's a point system where you got to get the ten before they do. And just such satisfaction saying, you know what? I know how to aim. I'll just run right up to him and just peg him right there in the spot. And then they're like, Ah! Oh, I'm, I'm hurt." Meanwhile, I'm coming up. Another okay, one ready for you, baby. And just had a good kick out. That reminds hmm. me of, like,
0: I've always said, like, you know how in the future whenever you have kids or whatever, like when I have kids, uh, I'd like to introduce them to video games. Uh, and, you know, maybe the first little bit you know when they're four or five they're picking it up getting used to it you know getting used to using their thumbs and shit take them to like i, I don't know to like a let's say Destiny six is out by then and they're just figuring it out and then once they figure it out absolutely shit on them like oh, just a hundred percent demolish At some them. point you
1: open the floodgates yeah
0: because you need to give them a goal to beat for them to become better and so you're their right. big bad evil guy all of a sudden, <laughs> you're like, I'm I'm the ultimate boss you must beat, and sure enough, because you're an old man and you don't have the reflexes of a child, within a year, they're going to whoop your ass. <laughs> True.
2: There is something else that threw me off here, and I'm still convinced that there's something off. Uh, when you set up the game and all that stuff, it's like, you know, brightness, uh, language, and all that stuff. Uh, it was like, yeah, you can't do HDR, man. You don't have HDR. I'm like, what are you talking about? My, my TV is 4K HDR. And so I'm like, oh, I probably just got to go set it up through the PlayStation 4. I go to the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 4's like, yeah, man, your TV is not compatible for HDR. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? What do you mean? My TVs? it says 4K HDR. What? So I got to figure out, like, why the fuck my TV is not telling my PS4 that I'm HDR compatible. And that's rough, you know? Hmm. I, I want to see, I want to see snowballs like shooting like high definition, you know, the HDR blood out of this kid's face when I'm nailing him right in the face, you know, with an ice ball that's packed in snow because I'm a fucking monster. <laughs> also, there's a horse named Glimmer uh, or Shimmer, Glimmer Shimmer. I don't remember. Uh, it might be Shimmer, but gave me heavy uh, Vol vibes with uh, Sparkle Spark and uh, Shimmer. Okay, everybody's uh, confirming me. Is it HDMI, Tyler? Yes, I am using HDMI for my uh, PlayStation 4. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm
1: using RCA
2: cables. <laughs> you know, I was... I'll, I actually, <laughs> thinking about it, it might be 50-50 between that and, uh, yeah, RGY cables. Uh, am I using a component? Fuck, I'll have to check.
0: Um, but, yeah, that's Last of Us 2, and, and then I guess you will have more for us next week.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm choosing not to stream this just because... Uh, <sighs> Apparently there's been a lot of issues where people are streaming it and assholes will just hop on and start announcing spoilers Spoilers. and all that stuff. It's like, it's the same, it's like,
0: it's just with anything. When people know that there's something people really, really, really care about, they'll just do that shit. Uh, That's how the ending of uh, Logan uh, was ruined for me because I was just chilling in a chat being my usual idiot self, having fun with my friends and a few people, somebody arranged, created a bot to come and go into different chats and drop spoilers.
2: I remember when I was playing RuneScape, playing Castle Wars, uh, it was right when the final book of Harry Potter came out, and some guy was running around with the flag trying to scare people away because he kept shouting Harry Potter spoilers, and it's like, Bitch, I finished the book already. You're going down.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we've got a big game to talk about before we get to that. Glenn, you've touched on a game, uh, another game. Yes. Played a little bit I more than a, a solid,
1: touch. i put a solid amount of time into it now. Um, also on two different systems as well, um, because I loved it, and it's Torchlight 2. Uh, I know 3 is in beta, uh, or sorry, 3 is in testing? I don't know. It's, it's, or pre-release. It's, you can, I don't know. It's some sort of testing on Steam, um, but the... I played a decent amount of time on it on stream with uh my good buddy Nolan and um North? His sister. No, Nolan. Yeah, I'm not of course. gonna say his last name. Yeah, totally. Who else? Totally. Me and Nolan just playing games together. That's why I can't break into the the voice acting world, is because I'm friends with him, and that fucker won't die. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, that's all joking aside, Troy Baker. Said that you gotta wait until me and Nolan die. If you're a a, a whitish sounding dude trying to get into voice acting, wait until we die or retire, and then you can start getting work. That's what he said. Um, but anyway, um, it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, but Izzy, who is somebody who is pretty frequent in in a lot of our channels, uh, I was just like, yeah, I got it here, and she was like, oh, I got it on my Switch, and I was like, it's on Switch, and uh, she's like, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, man, I just got it. I don't know if I can spend more money on a game right now. She goes, but what if I just send you some money? <laughs> and so I've now put in 40 <laughs> hours on my Switch what? and 25 hours on my on my PC. Uh, <laughs> nice. And okay, before, and I was,
0: are there, uh, I would imagine no, but is there some sort of cross save? Or are these are two no. separate accounts? Okay, so you've got two separate, separate yeah. characters going. Okay. Yes.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, you know, one is for me when I'm going, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, like get up and go sit behind my computer. I want to lay on the couch while we watch reruns of Friends and, you know, eat cheese poofs, you know, right, <laughs> that's right, my right, Switch right. one. And which is why I have 30 or 40 hours into that one now, because <laughs> when I'm not streaming, I do just tend to want to like be away from the computer. So, but it's a lot of fun. Um, It's really good. UI is different. Um, a little more limited on Switch, there's less vendors and some other things that they've kind of taken, scaled back, but for the most part, the graphics are good. Me and Nolan had some issues with the servers, like, mine kept crashing when he was the host for our online games. Wait, um, I
2: just pieced it together, you mean Nolan as the great Tomati God.
1: tomati. Tomoti Kauri is uh, a different person, but yeah, uh, he wasn't the. Hook, a guy.
2: different Nolan.
1: No, yeah, Nolan. Nolan didn't play Tomati Kauri. That was that was. uh Damn That it. was cello. He played Jukan.
2: Oh yeah. Jukan. Oh yeah, Jukan. Jukan. Yeah, Hi-ya.
1: Yeah, every time he attacked. Yeah, so yeah, me and Nolan been playing, and it's also a little sporadic to try and plan about hanging with him because he's got a two-month-old at home, you know, and so like he can't he can't plan anything, you know. It's just like. Yeah, let's play later tonight. And then, like four hours later, I was like, "We gonna play?" And he's like, "Sorry, my mom came over, and then we had to do this. We had to take care of the baby. Then I had to drive my mom back to Long Beach. And so it'll be like we can get on at like 10:45." And I was like, "Okay." He's like, "Sorry, man, there is no planning with kids." And I was like, "Fair." But yeah, it's a good game. It's a lot of fun if you're a fan of Diablo. Runic Games did a, uh, the guys from Runic Games did a wonderful job with this one, and I'm excited for three because it's not gonna be a free MMORPG. <laughs> Um, with microtransactions, it's going to be a full pay-to-play uh, 20 to $30 title, right. so continuing mm-hmm. the same storyline, um, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the um, game, I'm Dito, excited.
0: is uh, Torchlight 2 that Glenn is
1: talking about. Torchlight 2. Yeah. Yes. Diablo-esque nice. looter shooter, slasher, hack and slasher. It's wonderful. Nice.
0: Um, yeah. So I, then I think it's about time uh, we talk about a little little game. Uh, that we've all put Hello. some time into. Uh, I don't know bit. if we necessarily have a passion for it, but um, uh, the Isle of Armor DLC came out for Pokemon Sword and Shield. What? Yeah. Shit, of I love. need to play that. Isle of Armor. What is that from? Uh, it's a DLC for uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield.
1: Breath of the Wild. Sapphire. Yes. The expansion for Sapphire. Yes. Gen 2? Yes. Cool. <laughs> so fun with you. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I haven't even touched it yet. I've watched you play it a little bit, but... Right. <laughs> and Tyler just cut to the credits.
0: Um, so... So... um, Just to... Like, I feel like it'd be good to talk about what each of our individual uh, efforts have been. And I can talk about me and Glenn just to start off here is... Um, Glenn, I, I I don't know what your motivation for this was but I started a fresh save file because it'd been so long since I touched the game that I'm like let's you. just Yeah it's
1: okay so I started I fresh I was like save what file. a good idea let's just start over let's just get a yeah, new character there's in no there Yeah
2: no win fucking hell with all the breeding and shit i did that's yeah because yeah
0: because i didn't do shit like i really didn't do anything and so i ported my pokemon over to pokemon home for my first save file and then started uh uh the second save file and i picked a different starter and i even streamed it and it took me about kind of like a um Like casual, but also kind of somewhat of a speedrun. Like, I was just going, like, skipping through the story missions as quick as I could, not really leveling up, which was a problem. Um, Semi casual, sort (laughs) of speedrun. It's like hard because I wasn't, like, really, like, I wasn't trying to, like, go through all the areas or trying to skip things because I'm sure fucking speedrunners have found ways to skip parts of the story. But finishing off the base game took me about 17 and a half hours um, because I, I, I did run into some problems with leveling. Um, I, because I was rushing through it, I didn't explore, so I, by the time I got to the fourth gym, I, before I could even get to the fourth gym, I was losing to wild Pokemon. Like, wild Pokemon were giving me an issue, some of them. Um, and my team comp was so bad that I didn't have any advantages for when I was battling Team Yell and just people in the, you know, other trainers on the routes in general. Um... So I ran into some issues there, and I think I spent out of those 17 and a half hours, maybe two hours looking for a Hawlucha to help me uh, combat uh, some of those disadvantages because I didn't have a fighting type and Hawlucha has a flying fighting type. Um, and so, yeah, and then I was finally ready to, and I cheated a little bit, just a little bit towards the end where I bought in my old team to help me with the champion because I didn't want to sit and level up and train. So I already had a 60 plus team to help me fight the champion.
1: But yeah, that.
0: I only took half the team from my original team, if that helps. So I kept one half and I brought in another half. So I kind of half cheated.
1: Um, Dude, I, I streamed <laughs> everything and like out of my six Pokemon, one of them is one that I've found. All the rest are one that people have traded me. And the one that I've kept is the starter. So I can't. <laughs> I even got a Mew, which may or may not have been gotten by bad ways. But it was just because nah. I wanted a Mew. I'm not going to use it in... You can, that, you can that's a mute I just,
0: Legitimately, so far. The the worst case is that um it wouldn't be able to go over to Pokemon Home, and you yeah. like it just have to stay on your cartridge or whatever save file uh, physically.
1: I need to get Pokemon Home still.
0: Um yeah, so I have that because I got it all set up in order like in terms of transferring my Pokemon over. So I think I'm gonna I am gonna be streaming me organizing my Pokebox so you guys could see exactly oh, that how much like that I
2: have. A jolly good time. Oh, wait.
1: Could I take all the old Pokemon from my save file on my wife's Switch and then put them in home and then transfer them into this game?
2: Technically, yes. Because you just, ha- I think to make life easy, you would have to use her Switch the entire time. But you could, yeah.
1: Because you- I want to have Zessian and Zamazenta. And that's the only way that that's possible. Because I would have one for each of my shield save saves. And then I could trade away one to help somebody complete their decks, but still have my other one from the second file. Right,
0: and that's I think one of my shield
2: or sword shield. Oh, I'll just trade you mine then. Jeez,
0: that's one of my regrets. Is that I didn't finish the post game content in the base game, so for my first save file, I did not have the box legendary, so I don't necessarily have ammunition to find myself a Zamazenta, because I'm not trading away my Zacian, but I, I have a Rayquaza lying around, and some other I have extra legendaries lying
2: around.
1: So, okay, this maybe you guys can help me with this one. You're more PokeMaster than I am.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got
1: a very extensive Pokemon Go collection. A very okay. specific anyway, set of tools. That those get moved to a place where I can use them in an actual game yes you need to
0: own either let's go eevee or pikachu good thing they old as fuck so i can get them cheap <laughs> well good Wait, luck with that because you'd specific. have to you'd have to find a used copy and not from an official retailer because they're not, never going to drop the prices ever oh that's right crap well um, no, someday but yes with let's go eevee and pikachu there is a facility where you can connect to your pokemon go and uh port them over to that game and then from let's go pikachu ev you can connect to home and transfer them over to that uh but Dude, keep in uh, mind that even the high what what was oh the what, what are they called what were the numbers called uh like ivs how they, no how, how do they measure the power of a pokemon in go it's not cr cp is it? cp yes the high cp Yeah. Um, power. manpower they get scaled down dramatically
2: why it's stupid i tr- Did a near-perfect IV Mewtwo ported it over to Let's Go, and it was like, yeah, it's an okay, like, level 30 Mewtwo. Good luck with it. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, I know!
0: Nick has confirmed that Let's Go is $55 at GameStop for a used
2: copy. I mean... It's like three years old. What the if you need me to open it up and we do something here, Glenn, I'll work with you. You just gotta give me the word. Okay. Word
1: yeah, you. mostly just because I've got—I was one daddy. of those people that was like early. Okay. <laughs> early on in Pokemon Go, I was like getting early invites to exclusive raids to get like the Mecha Mewtwo's and shit. They have like all the, all <laughs> the right, dope. Right. Shit this is on a on console. Console. And like, I have—I have like Mewtwo. shiny. I have like shiny moltres and zapdos and articuno and like yeah. shit i like need to check my crazy... Pokemon Go account
0: and see what i have because i have some shinies too right shit, yeah So shit. even if you can oh, just fuck. transfer them for some
1: trade power even if they their iv doesn't end up being great the rarity might be something that you oh, could yeah. use to see, like also know, leverage some g- trading
0: you have to understand um that's how I finished my living decks. And so, for people listening, a living decks is when you have a Pokemon of each. Like, you have one of each. So, you actually, like, you can go down the line. And you have a Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Venusaur, Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard, Squirtle, Wartortle, Blastoise, and so on. Like, you have one of each. And so, what I did was. Um, I because I was porting over from like generation 3 on so from like emerald to platinum from platinum to black and white from black and white to black 2 and then from black 2 to x and then from x to sun and then sun to ultra moon and then from ultra moon now I'm going to be bringing them here I have copies uh, I have copies of some legendaries because you catch them naturally to the game so I just use them as my currency so if I have I at one point I had four Rayquazas. And so if I'm looking for a certain legendary, I'm like, all right, just take one of these, just take it and go. And then, so you start a trade saying, this is what I want. This is what I'm offering. Somebody's going to bite. You don't look for the Pokemon that you want. You offer a Pokemon that you can offer and hopes that somebody will eventually accept. And I think like 9.5 times out of 10, somebody always bit. Um, And like right now, and like, right. And with Pokemon home, the way it is, um, it's because it's a paid subscription right now. Um, Oh, really? For, like, the premium features, and you want the premium features. It's it's unfortunate. I, I understand why it's paid, but the premium features make it worth it because I can access the GTS from my phone. GTS? The global trading station, and that or system. I don't know what the official is. Okay. But that's um, the only way to do it, really. If you want to trade Pokemon internationally, like, across the Internet, you need to do it through the phone app.
1: I got a German Ditto. Nice. Wow. <laughs> wow.
2: What's the dirt, ditto, ditto uh from What's dur- Germany called?
1: Right. We'll, we'll get to that,
0: Nick. Um, but um, so going over Pokemon Home and me building, like it's reignited some sort of passion uh, for me to fully play these games. Uh, Glenn, do you want to tell us about your new save file? How far are you into that? Because I, um, I... I finished most of the DLC actually, too.
1: Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. More than 17 hours, though, right? Uh,
0: a little under 24 hours. Finished most of the okay. DLC stuff total now um
1: i got to uh it was i would say probably oh i just got to Motostoke. Motostoke. nice um and that is i think i'm i'm definitely going faster than i did last time i do like to explore things but like i real part of the reason why i explored so much before is because i didn't realize that a lot of the areas in that the wild area were actually meant to be done later so i was just like running around hoping oh, no, to find yeah, cool things but nobody tells you know, no yeah Oh no!
2: I don't remember what my trainer club stuff Good is. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I, would I, have I to, yeah. So like, get my wife to get on it, and then tell me where her friends, like what my name was. Say my name. Say my name. <laughs> log and Pogo. Transfer all my legends. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I saw no, you just got up it's... to just reach Modestoke, so you're getting ready for your third gym. Yeah.
1: Uh. Yes, my third gym. Yes, uh, I just defeated the water. Um. So. But I think I'm going a lot faster. Last time it took me like 50 or 60 hours to complete it. I think I'll probably get it done in about 30 or 40. Right, because um, you've seen the things. A lot of this. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of this. Um, And on top of that, like, I was fortunate enough right off the bat, people were like, hey, here's a Charmander, you know? Like, hey, here's here's a Dreepy, you know? And here's a Scentiscorch, you know? And, like, they're just, like, throwing things at me. Streamer benefits. And so, like, I have what they call some nice comp pokemon which will help me in later gyms which will be really nice um i'm really stoked to get to the isle of armor because i want to see like my boys from gen one like blastoise and you know Venusaur that i have not seen in this new gen
0: Glenn, are you aware of what happens when um your pokemon
1: surpass the level limits that your badge allows for Yes, they stopped listening to you. Yes. I tried to use a, my Mew, and it listened once, and then it fell asleep on the battlefield. The Pokemon like, turned Republican. Republican. Yes, so... <laughs> stop listening
2: to all reason.
0: So, just be careful with the traded Pokemon, because they level okay. faster. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> traded. <laughs> I'm sorry! Traded Pokemon level about 1.5 times faster, I think. Um that's always been the case, so just be wary of that if you get too far up into it. Um, like, as you're just playing through and they just stop listening to you, that's why. Like, they just naturally level faster, and the EXP share doesn't
2: help either. Yeah, wasn't that something extra that we got with the DLC, was EXP uh, was uh, increased even more?
0: Yeah, you got an EXP charm. Um, so the EXP share uh, gains were bumped up. Um, and I wonder if that's because of uh, the whole cub
2: foo thing that happens.
0: I think so. Um, so... Before we move on to the DLC, I do want to... I want, did want to eventually get to some, what Nick addressed in the chat. Um, when they put out their last reveal uh, detailing Pokemon Snap returning and a whole bunch of other Pokemon uh, spinoff games, Pokemon Snap being a big one for a lot of people because people love Pokemon Snap. I was unfortunately a part of that generation because I never had a game... 64? Uh, or was it on the GameCube?
2: Uh, 64.
0: Right. Um, never had that. My first console was a PS1, but I'm excited to see other people happy. Um, but with... The end of it, they announced more information about something new coming in the coming week. I think it was the 24th or the 25th. And people are still fucking expecting the Generation 4 remakes, the Sinnoh remakes, because it would fall in line. And I would love, love Sinnoh remakes. It's actually, it is my favorite region, my favorite generation by far.
2: I honestly wouldn't care what generation they did, as long as they, they just did it honestly. So. I'd like to think that they'd go even further than that.
0: They said it's a main title, not a spinoff. Well, I, I mean, I was more talking about the other ones that they announced. Uh, we don't know what's coming next um, because it'd be, it would be a main title if it is remakes of a previous generation. Because what if that's the big brain money money ball move by uh, Game Freak and it's like, hey, we're going to give you um, we're going to give you the Sinnoh remakes, and guess what? They
2: have the National Pokédex. <sighs> you can dream, Nick.
0: I am going to dream and be disappointed. I was not however disappointed by I- Isle of Armor as much as I was expecting. So you wait, you were expecting to be disappointed? 100% because Game Freak has done fucking nothing the last few games like they've just been trash in comparison so to what, previous games. So what what was
1: different? Cuz I did remember in chat you you your own chat when you were streaming you were like uh Isle of Armor is greater than anything in the generation. Yes. So what yes made the Isle of Armor just better for you? Um
0: before I talk about my experiences, Tyler, how how has
2: Isle of Armor been for you? So, I've put in maybe two or so hours into Isle of Armor so far, and uh, honestly, my first thought is, uh, it looks like we got a new rival, which is uh, interesting. Uh, and honestly, it feels like I traded one shitty prize for a different shitty prize, because I, I still don't remember the name of that fuck-off kid that is your rival in the original game. Hop. ah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that fucking trashy piece of shit. Uh, oh wait, no, I'm supposed to be positive. Uh, that person who could, you know, work on themselves to become better as a rival did you know and my, as a Pokemon trainer. Did,
0: did, did you know that my brother's a champion? Did you- did you- did you, did you know that my brother's a champion? Hey, wow, hey, your hey! Wow, brother's a champion and he's Did you he know that my lost? brother's a champion? Did you know that my brother's a champion? <laughs> wow, that was super effective! So it's- I wouldn't
2: even put it, like, how could you- You that learned was, types? What? <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> Hop off the fucking curtails of his brother.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: fuck.
2: So yeah, uh, Hop is nowhere to be seen, as far as I'm aware, in this uh, DLC. Like, it's accepted because, you know, at the end of the game, he's decided that he's uh, embraced a new life. <laughs> Glenn's like, okay, by me. But by sure as shit, what better way to, you know, uh, replace that little empty hole that is, you know, your heart... Uh, having uh, you know hop there to uh, basically annoy the shit out of you that wanting to make sure you have a pokemon that can just obliterate him uh then putting in somebody whose name i arrest already immediately forgot <laughs> uh hop. and uh base
0: no 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 no, no. i know what you're talking you have shield right
2: it's the clown Uh sword
0: oh you have sword too oh then it's uh clara
2: yeah Wait, there's a different Oh, yes. please tell me the clown person is more interesting than what we got because I have no idea. It looks like we got a basically it looks like a humanized version of Splatoon. And it's bizarre to me because uh like the the purple, the green, the way the hair runs to the side and stuff, though it just she screams, gets flattened. Uh and you know. Uh but yeah. She's a real shitbag, and it's yep. like, okay, yeah, you know, I'll tolerate you. Oh, you, know, you better not come to the gym. tee I'm poisonous. I was like, okay, Britney Spears, let's see the scene where you shaved your head before you fight me. Uh, And it's, it's weird because when you destroy her, she's like, oh, yeah, I did cheat, didn't I? Huh? I've been an asshole to you this entire time. <laughs> well, you know what? What's the best way to handle this? Not having to worry about the action of my, you know, the consequences of my actions. There's it's quite like, literally okay. like a
0: part of the dialogue where it's like, you know what? I realized I cheated and I'm sorry about that. If you want to tell the master, that's completely okay. And, and the options for you to respond are okay with an exclamation mark and I'm not going to do that. I clicked okay.
2: If, what happened? Because I, I was nothing. It was Oh okay. God damn it. Like, out. Seriously, it's like yeah it looks like you will have to take care of the pe- pokemon by yourself for six months and it's like well i mean it sounds like she was already doing that so
0: yeah cool cool um my experience in terms of gameplay with the isle of armor so far is disappointment in terms of the levels it's like they knew that nobody had played the game in a while and so they're like, we're just gonna start you off with these base evolution forms of these Pokemon at level 60. Like, logically, it makes zero sense why a post-game DLC wouldn't be somewhat of a challenge. It's very handholdy oh, yeah. still in the game, uh, all the way through in terms of the story stuff um and i really didn't appreciate that like it only really gets tough towards like the maybe the last hour of story things where she was i wouldn't say she was cha- the most challenging but the pokemon she was using were finally like okay this makes sense that this is a level 60 team um or whoever your right. rival is um i it but i Isle, Isle of armor is superior on one aspect only and that is that it is what i imagined the wild areas of the base game would look like these are like, seamless, dynamic, moving worlds. And the scale of which is honestly, I feel like the scale of them is more so than the entire routes combined as well with the base game. Like, these seas are massive. Whether that's the case or not is something else, but that's what it feels like to me when you're going through these seas. Do you remember, uh, Tyler, going from, um, I can't remember the name of the city, but it's from Generation 3, and you're in the port city, the fancy port area, and you have to go to the island to fight the twin sisters. The psychic twin sisters where they use a Luna Loon, uh Luna whatever and a Solrock.
2: Lunatone and Solar Rock. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, t- sure. that that journey through the sea was so long and because we didn't have his fancy graphics, you weren't really sure where you're going and you constantly went around in circles. And just like it was so perilous and vast and open, especially when you're playing through the first time. And I haven't felt that in a very long time. And i'm not saying that this was particularly dangerous in the isle of armor but it was just like because you're fucking cycling through these seas right because of your floaty bike but it just it, there was scale to
2: it so just to make sure i understand this correctly it's been a very long it's been a hell of a time since you felt something that long
0: yeah it's been like like that was the f- clearest example uh because i don't think sino had seas that big or water routes that big either but uh, maybe Black and White did, but Black and White were just also, in Black 2, White 2 were also just big games in general, like the land that they give you. But if we go on from X up to now, at the very least, like, we haven't had something of scale, I
1: think. Did Glenn die? No. Oh, shit! Woo, you gargoyled on about, me! I got really nervous! about Isle of Armor, and I haven't touched it yet, so I don't have any insight.
2: <laughs> oh, well, I, was it's totally a joke that, I was just making a joke that Nick, you know, haven't felt a, a big wiener in a while okay. uh but uh oh that yeah, that went
0: over my head that actually went over I didn't even pick Whoop. up on that but um yeah no the wild areas are beautiful like I truly I truly do love them like it feels like there's actual topography to these areas like it's not flat or you just go up like a fucking thing and you're on top of this hill now like it there's actually some depth to these wild areas and there's only the one wild area that's just one big valley here you go from like sea all the way around to these caves and you go up and you go down on these hills and up and down these hills stairs that go up to these different areas um this is really what i was expecting from the base game
2: honestly i haven't gotten into the water for far enough to Actually, see the depth of that. So now you got me kind of hopeful because, like, I went through the the ground area, but I've I've done very minimal exploration of the water. Right. So I'm curious there's, to see where that takes us.
0: There's the uh, mini game where you have to find 150 Diglett, uh, a lowland Diglett. Um, and you don't
2: have to. Please tell me you don't have to. No, you
0: don't have to. Uh, it's just it's not very difficult. Thank
2: God.
1: Um, yeah, it's not hard. It's not very difficult. I watched do catch like half of them, and it was like 10 minutes. It was quick.
0: Yeah, i re- I finished it in my last that? stream. Yeah, uh, like I found all is 150 of them in my last sitting. There is a reward, uh, because so basically the the guy who had 151 Alolan Diglett um, was is a traveler from other regions, and so for uh, like certain milestones, he gives you Alolan variants of different Pokemon as a reward.
2: Shit. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Raichu.
0: Raichu's is not very far up the list, but honestly, Tyler, they're not very difficult to find. It took me maybe two, two and a half hours. And I wasn't even, like, trying to,
2: like, speed through it. I, I was just exploring. I need this- <laughs> it! to <laughs> um, yeah, say Raichu.
0: People asking about my age, I knew I just had to say Raichu. People asking about my age, I'm 25.
2: Um, Shit, I'm 28. Shut the fuck up, Amanda. I can already feel you typing. Uh,
0: um, I, but, like, th- that's purely why, like, Isle of Armor so far has been so much fun. It's because... the the scale of the area, it's live it's vivid, it's organic, it feels natural. I, I feel like they did better job with this wild area than in the base game and it's bought me joy really. Like we've seen We've seen their first idea with Pokemon in the overworld in Let's Go Pikachu Eevee, and I enjoyed that, but I did not like the way you catch Pokemon. We see them combine traditional catching Pokemon and Pokemon in the overworld in Sword and Shield, uh, but that was with very flat grounds and not very interesting landscapes in my like to be honest and then here you actually go through cliffs and like caves and cave systems and tunnels and like pools of water in these tunnels and you can explore these seas that can go from like super sunny to storming and raging and sharpedos chasing you in the water that is fucking terrifying the first time you see that um and all these small little islands dotted around the place. I just, I liked it.
2: I'm glad that you're happy with it. Honestly, it was me walking around like a, an old amusement park where I'm not impressed, but then I immediately got hit with a shot of crack when I saw Scyther walking around, mm-hmm. or flying around rather. And I just saw that. I'm like, no, no, yes, yes. Marf. Marf. Like, I just <laughs> lost my shit because I caught Scyther and I'm like, I got a medical. Trade me, please. And like, you know, uh, Amanda leaped out was like, yes, I, yeah, I will trade you husband. <laughs> <laughs> i want to watch it evolve. I need this. I'm Alex Jones suddenly. <sighs> that and, is a uh, shiny Charizard. That's a shiny Charizard. I'm still waiting for my wife to tell me what my name is so I can actually log into my account.
1: I got another shiny Charmander too. Nice. I'm just going to start putting them up on screen, because if I can get that... Oh, there's a Wait, so Squirtle. you mean
0: you mean to tell me that if you'd logged into your Pokemon Go account when Sword and Shield dropped, you could have just traded over a shiny Charmander and Tyler wouldn't have had shiny to breed away. all of that?
2: Shut the fuck up, Nick! <laughs> Shut your country farming ass up! <laughs> I spent... Oh, God. I, I, I'm sorry, I... For a second, for anybody who's listened to the audio and went after this, I, I had like a Vietnam in the background. Look, and I'm like a oh, long time <laughs> uh, trying to get Amanda that shiny Pokemon second free. Free. I know what I'm gonna do if, if I ever hit like a dead zone in terms of streaming something. It's just gonna be me doing like you know breeding fucking scissor. Ooh. <laughs> As Glenn is still shut. I'm still waiting for my wife to tell me what my name is in the game so I can get <laughs> into Pokemon Go. Oh, you're going to show me? Uh, uh, there you go. Oh, I don't care. It's oh that's it's funny. shiny. I, you can't see it very I, well. I, I apparently called myself S A F E T S C I Z O R S, Safety Scissors.
0: Moltres? Nice. Cool. We're gonna be getting shiny. the Galarian versions of uh, Moltres, uh, Articuno, oh Zapdos, God, I want with the um, Crown of Tundra. Also, like I feel like they did some like their <sighs> new design for the new Pokemon for that's uh, shiny Dragonite for the Isle of Armor, which is Kubfu and Urshifu, is phenomenal. Oh. Like the I love the design of them. And oh, that's the Mecha Mewtwo. I don't know if Mecha Mewtwo could actually be transferred over. Wait, can I call Mecha Mewtwo? Oh, yeah, he was that oh the he Mewtwo wasn't from
2: Pokemon? Yeah. Yeah. I
0: not lying, but he wasn't kidding. It was like, one of, the, had, was like, one of the EX Muda raids. raids. Yeah. yeah. Um
1: but lots um, of shinies
0: in here, man. But that's the Isle of Armor for me. Like the next few things that I'm gonna be doing is sorting my living decks because uh oh that's a Caesar. That's a nice Caesar. I'm going to be <laughs> taking it one step further that I didn't do before because I didn't care enough, but now I do for some reason. Is I'm going to include the regional variants alongside my living decks. Yeah. On oh, Ente. So that's going to cause some Sh- a shiny Entei. <laughs> shiny Ente. Ah uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The the stash is a different color. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be including the regional variants uh in my living decks lineup. So that's going to add a little bit more complexity. Um, mainly because I I'd need to get like uh some of them because you can't breed regional variants if they're not off that region.
1: so Oh. Even if you breed them with a ditto?
0: Yes. So if you, for example, if you breed an Alolan uh, Sandshrew, which an Alolan Sandshrew is an Ice Steel type, and in uh, the original 151 it was a Ground type, you will get a Ground type uh, Sandshrew because it's not an Alola. That's as far as I remember. Oh. And so if you breed a a Galarian Meowth, um, you will get... um, you know what, actually, I don't know. I, you know what, I'm just going to shut up because I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I think I might be wrong here. I have to figure it out. But I'm going to be adding the regional variants onto my list. Uh, but that's Isle of Armor for me. That
2: sounds like a hell of a challenge, though. Like, even with everything being handed to you at this point. I know you got tempted with the whole Alolan version, but fuck. Just thinking about shiny.
0: all that. Oh, Leafeon is so cute. Shiny. And it's shiny.
1: Great um, for audio. Tell her ju- how many shiny things I had, dudes. <laughs> Oh yeah, I also have this guy, which you will love. Mmm.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love Melzan. Um, <laughs> Tyler, do you remember when you first exit onto the Isle of Armor and you see the big behemoth of a Pokemon out in the distance? Uh-uh. Waylord. Oh. It mm. is. It is the strongest Pokemon that you can fight in the game.
2: The fuck level is it? Is it a hundred? Eighty. The level eighty Waylord. You Jesus just. You Christ. just
0: ride up to it it's just chilling there you just Jeez. ride up to it
2: imagine knowing that there's a fucking behemoth pokemon out there that can destroy the fucking legendary pokemon
0: we're done yeah we're done but yeah that's it's it's uh i like in terms of the ecos- e- ecosystem that they've built and the worlds like the different areas it feels alive and i'm happy because you can literally go into like a desert area that you walk in it like it makes no sense that it's there but it's there you know it's kind of like there's scale and i'm happy and if there were pokemon trainers like dotted around these places then it would actually feel like a pokemon games coming to the future where you have full control over your camera and it's an rpg and you're cycling around like these are the routes these are not just wild areas and i think we talked about it briefly when pokemon sword and shield first came out that they might be building up to that but then also game freak has been notorious for not taking their time with things and they've rushed through the development progress uh, the development cycle of sword and shield and we got what we got um and so it feels like either this has been in the works for a while for them to add on because they knew they weren't going to finish it and so they might have released the expansion pack or announced it as like uh yeah the game's not finished these were supposed to be in the game from the beginning because they knew they wouldn't have the time to meet the deadline um or that this is just an idea that they had that they wanted to do and maybe it's a smaller off-branch team within game freak that wanted to do this regardless i'm happy with the isle of armor and the 40 dollars i paid i'm if this is 20 dollars from it for me uh canadian 40 dollars Yeah. Um if if you take half and half because two DLCs, the twenty dollars I paid, I feel like it's worth it. Yeah.
1: And so the 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 legendary bird variants won't be coming
0: until November? Uh correct. I believe they are part of the Crown of Tundra, which is apparently bigger. Bigger? Apparently it's Is that a, even possible? Bigger than the Isle of Armour area, apparently.
1: Hmm. Should I finish all of the base game content before I go to
2: the Isle of Armour? I-,
1: I think you
0: should at least uh, beat the champion.
2: Yes, only because if you don't, you'll get your ass kicked. The
0: champion? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Did you know that Leon's a
2: champion? Wow. Plus, I don't think he can cook, and he easily gets lost.
0: (laughs) Okay, the last thing I will say that bugged me... In his hometown. uh, The one thing that bugged me is when you go over to the Isle of Armor they're like oh welcome to the the isle of armor here we have the master dojo where even leon trained here oh you're a newcomer you must be nobody worth shit you have absolutely no relevance to this region yeah, it's like bitch like, don't they welcome. know i'm the champion like it, it, they don't know you how do you not know you're the champion you have technology like you like how do you not know that i beat all the gym leaders all the gym badges i've got it I would wear it, like,
2: that, right on my neck, man. Like, that really bothered me. Put it on me. an earring,
0: pierce it. Because even when you go to all the stores uh, in the base game after you beat the champion, um, they call you, hey, champion, what's up? Or, hey, champ, or, like, they have, greetings, champion. Like, they refer to you as the champion. They know you're the champion. You beat the champion, mm-hmm. so you are now the champion. But you are not the champion in the Isle of Armor.
1: Yeah. The NPCs have always seemed so well programmed. I don't know. I was like, last time I beat a champion in my run, like I was walking out there like, man, I can't believe Milo lost, you know, or whatever they said, you know, and they were just talking out loud. So it's interesting that they didn't create a variant where they could recognize you showing up there before beating the champion and before really gaining a name or after and saving the world, you know, like, or at least the Gala region. But still, it like, is- that is kind of weird.
2: It is still pretty bizarre, though, because I wonder if you have to beat the game in order to access it, or if you can go there whenever you damn please, pretty much, as soon as you can fly.
0: I I think you get the Isle of Armor pass pretty much instantly, as long as you have it. Just be warned that the Pokemon started level right. 60. So yeah.
2: maybe the game is like, yeah, you, it's kind of like Breath of the Wild. It's like, you can go fight Ganon if you really, really want to, but... All of them are at 60 starting? Uh, yeah, I think there's about. a couple of 55s, but So I'm yeah, definitely like,
1: not going there until after I beat the
2: game. No, don't do it. It's not worth it. You have so much to live <laughs> yeah. for. Yeah. You want to see so how I fast just, you can get just weighted lose? out?
1: lose? Yeah, like get tired of dying? <laughs> okay, cool. But uh,
0: that's it for me on Pokemon, unless somebody else wanted to chip in, because that's really the biggest thing I played this week. put about 24 hours into it, and I'm going to be playing a little bit more.
2: Now that you got your uh, the legendary Pokemon of this, the uh, Cub Fu, yep. and I, I watch you uh, basically get to level it up to a its final legendary form, if you will. Uh, there's two different versions of that, and I'm kind of tempted to go over to the other place to get him leveled up into the other form. Is which it based I'm on
1: not... Sword or Shield? Uh, no,
0: there's no actually, th- th- which is, which, which I'm surprised by actually, yeah um right i'm really surprised it's still like you still have to like have both copies or have a friend who's willing to give it to you if you want the other style um but basically there's two final training areas and you can only get you only get to pick one and when you pick one and you finish it the other
1: one gets locked out so it becomes hitmon chan or hitmon lee basically yeah that's a good way of thinking
2: about it yeah yeah yeah. actually creepily accurate yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) with the way it works out (laughs) Um, like, you bullseyed that, like, the thing I'm be like, actually, yeah, yeah, it is. Like, fighting styles and everything. Uh, yeah, I, like, I haven't gotten far enough into it. The only thing that I personally have been throwing off is, uh, I've been trying to do raids to level up Cub choose, so they can take, I can take on, you know, the challenge by themselves as we have to. Uh, and the raid for doing Zeraora, or whatever you want to call it, Zeraora, the, uh... It seems like the, I think, like the Mew, the mythical Pokemon of this thing, which I've not seen anywhere else, like, the story of this Pokemon ever appearing.
0: Just, uh, there was just a movie, um, and it was uh, given out as a distribution. So that's how I have it as part of my living decks is purely because of distribution. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, uh,
2: I believe we talked about it last, uh, week though, the, like, if we there's a challenge for it or yes. it might have just not been mentioned at all for, um, until uh, the 25th
0: uh from the 17th to the 25th if players defeat 1 mil- if 1 million different players uh beat zero aura in a max raid battle um game freak will uh give us all a shiny zero aura in any everybody's pokemon home even if
1: you didn't take place with it uh
0: that's the wording of it yeah they just need 1 million trainers to fight and beat zero aura you can't capture him at the end of the max raid battle no. you just have to defeat him
2: Ah, it is the mythical Pokemon introduced in Generation 7.
0: Yes. Uh, so, Nick, I want to confirm Sunday you're Moon. thinking of uh, Zoroark, which is the one that can transform, like, that looks like uh, another the Pokemon in your one. party. Yeah, the dark one. There's Aura, which is an electric type. Basically, like, an oversized fur guy in a furry suit kitten kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Right up me- your
2: alley, Nick, in the chat.
0: Yeah, like a member of the Thundercats. <laughs> Quite literally, he's a Thunder and he's a cat.
2: Eh. Thundercats. Oh, <laughs> you get it. <laughs> Forgive me. Uh I discovered what happens if uh, you drink a can of monster, but you haven't eaten in 24 hours. So I had to like panic eat like just anything just to stop the the shakes from kicking in. Cause I'm sitting there like, whoa, right. what's going on guys?
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's going to be it for, for uh Pokemon Glenn before we start saying off here i just wanted to enlighten you I don't know if we've ever mentioned it but we used to have something called the Pokemon go minute okay oh mm. that uh, so you know because at the time when the oh show first started we were all playing Pokemon go um, and we used to have something called the Pokemon go minute that would last for about anywhere between 10 to 30 minutes.
1: <laughs> um so oh man you guys would have loved me I played the shit out of that game before like they made it you can't go faster than 10 kilometers an hour or something you know like I just had it on in the car so we I would just hatch eggs all day while I was working it in the car
0: so we had to uh, scale back on that indefinitely also we all kind of dropped off on Pokemon go because uh, I will not name names but um, uh, somebody here was uh, using um, illicit methods. It, it was it was Kim.
2: It, it was Brandon.
0: It was it was it was actually my sister the entire time. Anyways, uh, but that's gonna be it for the show. Uh, thank you very much, for everybody listening. But let's start wrapping up. Uh, Tyler, do you want to tell us what's coming out this week?
2: Sure. So, ladies and gentlemen, coming out. Speaking of disappointments by Game Freak, Little Town Hero is actually being released on the PlayStation 4. <laughs> Uh, it made this is the only game made by Game Freak uh, in like the past twenty years that wasn't Pokemon focused, and it came out for Nintendo Switch. And it looks like it's seen the PlayStation Four on June twenty third, which is my anniversary with my wife. So this Wednesday. Uh, not as uh, disappointing, but still a little bit weird. SpongeBob SquarePants: Battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated. Basically, a HD port coming out for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Same day, June 23rd. The Almost Gone, a game I've never heard about, is coming out on June 25th, which is Friday. PC, Nintendo Switch, and the iOS. If it's Apple coming devices. out for the Apple pla- coming out for the Apple platform. This sure sounds like it's going to be a fantastic game. It's a, oh, uh, it.
0: it's a puzzle game. Uh, kind of like isometric top-down puzzle game uh, covering uh, death, loss, and mental health.
2: Oh. It's a mystery narrative exploration game. Well, that sounds sad. Caller X Malice, also coming up on the Nintendo Switch, June 25th. Nick, I'm sure you got this one. Ha ha! Oh shit, did I catch you off guard? Booyah! Just
0: a little bit. It's a visual novel.
2: Um, oh! Oh! Ooh, it has anime girls in him. It, ooh, you, no, wait. As, anime men. As a, young police, as a young police officer
0: tasked with restoring order, you become the target of an attack and have a poisonous collar attached to your neck.
2: It sounds like uh, it's basically a visual novel that jumped off the PlayStation Vita uh, back in 2000. You know, I'm surprised. Have they done Persona 4 Golden for the Switch? I feel like, did they do that recently? I, I know uh, it, came it came off out of for Steam, but yeah.
0: he, um, It is also, apparently, like, it broke records for one of, like, for, like, number of sales, I don't know if it was, like, just across Steam, or for all JRPGs, like, people jumped on that shit really, really, really quick. Also, no, just the PS Vita, Microsoft Windows, that's it.
2: <laughs> and, uh, Nick in the chat, uh, chat is correcting me correctly, uh, Tembo, the Badass Elephant, which is a game-free game, came out as a video game. Uh, it did come out in 2015, so, hypothetically, uh, even with my argument that in the past two decades, uh, it was a game that came out uh, by Game Freak and nobody knows about it so yeah yeah that's true because I think we tried downloading and playing it and it kept crashing uh, great work Game Freak anyways uh, Ninjala coming out uh, also uh, from the Nintendo Switch on June 25th Friday uh, Ninjala is a free to play multiplayer action video game yeah harness One of those games
0: harness the power of Ninja Gum to, to access your Shinobi powers that's quite literally from the official site.
2: So it's Naruto <laughs> and Adventure Time? Like, what, what?
0: I suppose. Huh.
2: Yeah. And that's it for this week, guys.
0: All right. <laughs> um. And then, Glenn, do you want to tell us about what's, what's hisor- historically happened this day in video games in terms of- This video day in releases? gaming?
1: This day in gaming. Yeah. One big one. The only one that matters. What?
2: Mario Tennis. A game that came up from the nintendo switch uh during our my honeymoon actually which uh it actually makes sense because you know since it was two years ago after i went on my honeymoon after the wedding i proceeded to get this game and i still remember sitting in the hotel room telling my wife i didn't want to leave to go to a different city because i wanted to play mario tennis and <laughs> i proceeded the curb stomp into it uh, yeah. what's the matter meow you remembering the great memories of that oh no she's not hey i got the suffer you through fucking tennis aces and then i got to enjoy my time with you when you introduced bubble bass to the jacuzzi think i forgot about that one no okay um (laughs) and so
0: i think that's where we wrap it up um finally and so i'm gonna follow this list and actually refer to my document for once um oh tyler where can people find
2: you you can find me on twitter at Glenn Houston, two N's spelled like Huston. Woo-wee! Got no more great stuff than a weasel in a tube sock. Why is a weasel in a tube sock? Hey, you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Razeth, where I play games like Animal Crossing month through Friday. Mm hmm.
0: Okay, but where can people find you, Tyler?
2: You can find me on Twitter at two times Tyler, all letters, one word. This is me, Tyler, everybody. I'm entertaining. You Eeyore. can also find me on twitch. <laughs> You can find me on Twitch.tv forward slash Casual Master Quest, where I play video games And when we aren't doing the awesome podcast you guys love and enjoy. Where can we find you, Glenn?
0: Why does that sound familiar?
2: Well, I was trying to do Eeyore. Insert previously stated socials. <laughs> where can we find you there, Nick? Hill. Uh, you can find me Dodie on Moody Mella.
0: <laughs> you can find me on Twitch and Instagram at Someone lr11.
2: LR period. I mean question mark. If only Nick could shoot me through the screen. I feel like there would be a shot at this point. Cut the black. Gunshot fired. Credits.
0: You can find me on where, Twitch. I'm
2: can... oh, sorry. Where can we find you? I'm so sorry.
0: You can find me on Instagram and Twitch at lr11 and Twitter at lr the all of them, all letters, one word. You can find the show, Twitter, uh, the show Casual Master Quest on our Twitter at CMQ Network, where we have all of our links that take us to all the places. Uh, we, we have our show Casual Master Quest and Casual Quest Masters all in the same feed on Podbean, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you find it. Um, it'll also give you a link to our Discord, where we hang out, talk shit, share memes. And also, it'll give you a handy go live notification for when we do or when Tyler does. Uh, you can also email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com uh, if you have any questions, comments, and concerns. Um, we, as aforementioned, we have a DD podcast called Casual Quest Masters where we just wrapped up uh, you'll be listening to that episode soon enough, but we just wrapped up a big, 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 big story arc in maybe the most interesting of ways. Um, and we, we hope you have fun listening to that because we have fun playing it. And Stay tuned for more to come on that. But beyond that, any last words? Hmm.
2: Don't forget to eat your Pop-Tarts, you motherfuckers.
0: True. True words indeed. Wiser words have never been spoken. Thank you very much for listening to this Casual Master Quest, episode 104. And don't forget to never stop the grind.
2: Never stop the grind, yo! The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelry's Music. You can find more of their work at SoundCloud.com